Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Kurtz Polaris Studio. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Welcome back to Tell Nuanez, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Hope you are well. Great to be with you on this Friday. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you would uh, like to listen and you're not by your phone uh, or your radio or your television, excuse me, your radio or your television, then grab your phone and your computer uh, or your any other device you might like. Go to the website, 1029ESPN.com. You can listen live. Anytime you would like to, to the station and to this show in the afternoons from 4 to 6 on the stream. Thanks to our friends at Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you missed anything in hour number one, check it out on the podcast, the Tutel and Nuanas podcast. Again, it's available wherever you get your podcast, every podcasting platform. We are there. We're happy to be there. Uh, check that out. The podcast brought to us by Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. It is time now for part two of our ESPN roundtable. It went so long the first time that we uh, ended up splitting it in half. But Robert Chase, the program director and morning show host on our sister station, The Trail 1033, is a lifelong diehard Cardinals fan. I uh, forgive him that poor decision. Uh, Who also uh, spent quite a number of years living in the city of Chicago, working in rock radio there as a DJ uh, on Q101. And he had an opportunity to be in of the city of Chicago during the 1998 season in particular when Sosa and McGuire were doing their thing. We had an opportunity to sit down and talk about all that coming out of this most recent 30 for 30. So here is part two with Robert Chase. I want to shift a little bit because uh, one of the reasons 
coming out of the long gone summer that I thought of you beyond the obvious Cubs Cardinals uh, part of that is that Jeff Tweedy did the music for this uh, documentary. And I know that you have had a longstanding relationship of sorts with with he and the band and and managers and so forth and so on. Now, a, a lot of folks listening to this show may not know much about Jeff Tweedy, uh, and I find myself, frankly, a bit ignorant as well. <laughs> here we on, go. Here we go with our music Tweedy. arguments on two tall. No, it's eyes. not. It's not an argument. What I'm looking for. Who's is, more is, famous, Jeff Tweedy or Macklemore? Oh, stop! Stop! The question though is, <laughs> who's Macklemore? <laughs> Thank you. See, Robert Chase is much more of our demographic of average listeners, though. Coulter, but where has he been? But what? <laughs> First of all, give people just a little bit of of what and who Jeff yeah. Tweedy is, and what makes him stand out to you, because you're somebody who's been in the music industry for decades and seen it all. Well, Jeff, for one, is kind of a homie in that he he grew up in Belleville, Illinois, which oh, seventy miles or so, something maybe closer than that, to St. Louis. So he's from my neck of the woods. I grew up in Springfield, Illinois. So Jeff and I are, you know, seemingly 100 miles separating us. Mm-hmm. So uh, he grew up there and uh, was in a band called Uncle Tupelo in the 80s. And they dissolved. They, I saw their last show. I only saw them once. Uncle Tupelo at the Vic Theater in 1993 it was the, the final show. And that was uh, the night that I met his manager, Tony Margarita. Tony used to to work at a record shop in St. Louis, and we had mutual friends. Um, So uh, after Uncle Tupelo dissolved, Jay Farrar formed a band called Sunvolt, and Jeff Tweedy uh, took uh, one of the guys from Uncle Tupelo and formed the band Wilco. And so they they debuted in 1995 with their first record. But in between uh, the final Uncle Tubelo show and Wilco developing, Jeff used to play solo shows at a a club near DePaul University in Chicago. It was a a club called Lounge Jacks that uh, Jeff met his future wife, Sue Miller, who ran Lounge Jacks. So I used to bump into to Jeff. Actually, the night I met Jeff for the first time face-to-face, I was introduced to him by his father, who was at the show, and I introduced myself as a fan of Jeff's. And uh, having grown up in St. Louis, a St. Louis Cardinals fan, literally, that was like the, the premise for our... <laughs> that was the connection. <laughs> connection and, and meeting. And Jeff's dad... Uh, wasn't going to suffer any fools, he started firing questions at me about mm. the St. Louis Cardinals, you know, what was the first baseball park they played in, you know, Sportsman's Park, and who played left field for the Cardinals in 1974, Lou Brock. And, and, and I passed the test, and so I was good with Jeff's dad. Right, the and, first line of defense. Yeah. And uh, and and so I, I'm not going to say that I'm, I'm friends with Jeff, but a very much close friend with Tony, who has managed uh, up until last year all of Jeff's affairs. And 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 and, and Jeff in the in the band, I, I just think have created one of the most interesting, consistent catalogs of 
uh, someone called it Americana music, but I, I call it a experimental Americana music because it's well beyond uh, what I think Americana uh, is. And I, he just continues to deliver interesting records, and I, I'm proud to have featured as much as I have the music of Jeff and Wilco on the trail. You also uh, were invited to a World Series game as a result the of only these one. connections, yeah. correct? Yeah. Uh, 2004, mm. I had I'd been living in Bozeman, working at the Moose, mm. there in 2002 to 04. Moved back to Grand Rapids, Michigan in the August of 04. Cardinals make it to the World Series against Boston. Stacked Cardinals team. And uh, uh, so I clearly, it was a rainy night in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Tony Margarita, Wilco's manager, calls me and says, I have a ticket for game three if you can meet me at Bush Stadium. Man. You're, you're in. Who was pitching? Who was on the bump for the Cardinals? You know, I don't remember, but it was Pedro for the song. <laughs> I was watching Pedro highlights last night. We always argue when it comes to legacy. And I always think the most fascinating argument when it comes to legacy, particularly when it comes to sports like baseball and basketball, is longevity is going to get you so many numbers and it's going to get you so many accolades and a lot of times so many championships. But how good were you when you were at your best and how does that compare to your peers? Pedro Martinez has nothing close to the statistics of so many other guys because he just wasn't healthy enough for long enough. I think he's the greatest pitcher of all time. Wow. I think yeah. that Pedro Martinez at his best is better than anybody ever was. I don't know if he was the greatest pitcher in terms of, I mean, he obviously wasn't in terms of longevity and yeah. legacy, but that, I mean, the all-star game where he struck out six straight guys, yeah. I mean, he was nasty. I yeah. think I don't think anybody ever in the game could hit him when he was at his best. Well, the, 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 the word picture to me is that the Cardinals fan went to the only World Series game he's been to in St. Louis and can't remember who I, pitched for the Cardinals that. because it was made irrelevant by Pedro Martinez most Going down the yeah. Cardinals it's on their really, way to their to breaking the. They had the some stud pitchers though. They, they, Daryl Kyle, who who else did the Cardinals have? Darryl, no, Daryl Kyle had passed away. He had passed away right before that's right. Yeah, that was O2. who was their big stud. Oh my gosh, Chris Carpenter. Chris Carpenter, but who's there? Another one too. Uh, Mark Mulder was he there yet? No, no, it was, was later on. Gosh, there's a, no, one other guy that was. Yeah, a stud. So see your. Uh, The the, the detail. You know, this, not only the Bulls show the last dance, but this, the longest summer, brings to focus how much detail I've forgotten. See, see, here's the, no, (laughs) this is interesting, though. I realized, though, that I only started forgetting details after I was 18 years of age. Because anything that happened between the age of 10 and 18, I still remember vividly. This whole thing, I was 12 during this summer, and I remember... The whole thing. There was hardly anything that I watched in the doc that I was like, man, I forgot about that. I remember it vividly. But then I see stuff from like, you know, the uh, 2005 NBA Finals. I'm like, huh, I didn't remember any of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm not alone. Yeah. <laughs> it all depends on like where you're living. I'm hoping that my 30s are really good memories too. I think it's just that uh, 19 to 29 that's a little yeah. bit uh, yeah, hazy. It's a little blurry. <laughs> uh but yeah, Pedro, that was game three, and then they, they swept us, and, and that was it. And it was a rainy night in, in uh, St. Louis. 
That was when the Red Sox broke the streak, too, right? Yeah. Man. Yeah. The curse, yeah. The curse, yeah, yeah. So right. Evans there. Uh, Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short, everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana, Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch, and it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Robert uh, Robert Chase from the Trail, 103.3 in Missoula, joining us and uh, enjoying the roundtable coming out of Long Gone Summer, which aired on uh, Sunday on ESPN. Uh the last thing that I want to talk with you about, and it may be the, the leaving on a low note, which you don't want to do, but, you know, here we are. I mean, the rhetoric coming out of baseball here and now is not good. Oh, yeah. man. And uh, as somebody who, you know, is perhaps the, the biggest baseball fan and particularly of their team that I know uh, personally, I mean, when you look at – the landscape of where we're at in Major League Baseball and the distrust between the two sides yeah. and the seeming uh, seeming tone deafness to the larger world and their place in it and what that should should be how how that should import into some of these conversations what what do you see well it, it's just great disappointment that that nothing is being developed for us, for the fans, to, to, to give us something when we probably need it more than ever. Ryan asked me a question. He said, why can't the owners see how much they're hurting the game? And I said, because they don't care. Yeah. They clearly don't care. They're trying to alter the entire structure of the league, and they're, they're hiding financials under the It's explicitly for one thing, profit margins. And this time, right now, what we're going through as a country, what we're going through as a world, I think it's the thing that's going to ostracize people more than any other element, way more than steroids, way more than any form of cheating. I think it's, I mean, I really think this, if they don't figure it out, it's doomsday for baseball. Well, and that's that's the, the curious thing that I've been thinking about recently is what's next year, even if it's a full season, what's that going to look like? How's that going to shape up? Where the animosities start and finish? 
uh, with with both sides. I, I I just I I'm just disappointed. Baseball is my friend. You know, it it is. I'm a guy who I just I don't care to necessarily have to watch it much, but to have it on the radio. When when uh, MOB.com became a thing in the late 90s where you could go anywhere in the country and listen to your uh, your home team calling your favorite team's game every night, you could you could listen to the first six innings, get up the next day and listen to the rest of the game. That was stunning. That was just the most amazing development for me. Because to listen to, to baseball, to, to, to go about your business in your house, on your property, but to hear the game and to be able to, to, to hear some excitement taking place and to move toward it, to find out what that excitement is, has been a part of every summer uh, my entire life. The, the first thing I ever recall coming out of a speaker was Harry Carey saying, holy cow. Wow. On my parents' porch in Springfield, Illinois. What was that? Why? What? What? And I was drawn in. And uh, so I, I, I miss my friend, baseball, coming out of the speaker. You know, Coulter and I talked about this to some extent uh, as well, but the what it takes to be the fabric of something, uh, you know, culturally is what I consider in a good way that it's taken for granted in the place that you are. Like, you're just going to do this. The 4th of July, you're going to grill some hot dogs and hamburgers, and yeah. you're going to set off some fireworks, yeah. and it is a, it's, it's, it's a celebration. It's something to look forward to, but it becomes nostalgic in one sense and also a powerful uh, a connection point for for everybody of a certain country in this case the United States yeah. and, and and our holiday and particularly in the Midwest it feels to me like baseball is part of the fabric of the Midwest for many many people and for you who have born raised lived worked in the midwest and now have been removed from the midwest uh, and uh, if i may say upgraded considerably to <laughs> uh, would agree. but, but it, it's 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 the game is bigger than the game if i may yeah. say it's not about the the yeah. score per se or whatever but it's it's your friend that was there and takes you back to yeah. that place and it can't be replicated and the the inability to recognize the denial of that to hundreds of thousands if not millions of people as a result of you know hurt feelings or drama at the bargaining table is is um a huge fail on yeah. the part of this of, of Major League Baseball right now. Yeah, there, there's uh, there's certainly some shame to go around, and and yeah, it's it, it is that thing that, that that there's a great deal of nostalgia when it comes to, to baseball for me. I remember walking to the ballpark the very first time with my grandfather, and then my dad taking me, and and me taking my daughters a few years ago in 2014 to their first game and they loved it mm -hmm. and they they totally got it once they had that experience they both wanted a shirt they both have a hat 
I didn't have to force them. It, it, they, they got it. You know, it was just part of the fabric of, uh, of that experience in the Midwest. And, and I know I keep going to the Cardinals, but that is what I know. KMOX, the radio station that was their flagship station, still is. And always has been, except for a, a, a brief period. You could get it. When I lived in Colorado Springs, I found a plateau by accident on which I could sit in my car and pick up KMOX. I'm 1,600 miles away from the game, and yet I'm sitting there, and I had friends go, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Driving your car up the hill. <laughs> I'm going up to that plateau again because there's a game tonight. And, and that was just, you know, uh, again, a magical moment, and it made me feel like I was at home. And, and to have that power that a radio station like that had to, to bring all of those folks together through that swath of the country was, you know, it, it's still in play today. I just couldn't get over how far baseball has fallen watching that thing, man. I mean, you're talking about they're showing mid-May game, mid-May day games on network TV with Bob Costas calling the game. Yeah. You have to have like a special subscription to watch a midday May game now. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like when yeah. I, when you watch Sunday night baseball now, I can't remember the last time I watched a game where everybody behind home plate was just in a frenzy because there's no one behind home plate because they've priced everybody out of it. They have to get over the money thing. Like you mentioned taking your daughters, but that was once and it'll probably cost you an arm and a leg. You know, like it hurts now. People can't go all the time. It's not like where you used to just be able to kids used to be able to just ride their bikes to the ballpark. You know, I got five bucks. I can go. You go once a week. Now, there's no chance you can afford that. Well, there are sections of the stadiums in, uh, I, uh, in, Wrigley Field, the bleachers. Right, and like in Coors, Coors Field, and, you have the bleachers and, and stuff. At Bush but. Stadium, there, there's a, a similar situation. Funny story, when I, when I first started going to Wrigley Field, I made a connection. It was a sold-out game. Don't know if it was a Cardinals game, but I know that many of the Cardinals games, they were always sold out. But I uh, came across a scalper outside, and I, I think his name was Charlie, African-American man, lovely person. And he had a, he didn't have a ticket for me. What we had to do was wait for the end of the stars of the national anthem, and he knew the security guy. Mm. So I give him ten bucks. Charlie would give the security friend five, and Charlie would walk me into the bleacher section and say, "Have a nice day." There was nowhere to sit. It was standing room only. But I was in, You're thanks in. to my buddy Charlie, <laughs> and you know. So, uh, but but yeah, you're 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 right. It is to to take to have a multiple family experience at a ballpark. You're you're saving your you're saving your pennies. And I just worry about it so much because if you get rid of minor league baseball in rural areas, you, you price out everyday families. Like you mentioned, there's still kids that DFI baseball players in in their regional markets. I just don't think there's even close to as many as there used to be because of all the arms of accessibility that have been either hindered or completely eliminated. Yeah, I mean, in relation to the other major sports, baseball is still by far the most affordable and continues That's true. to be in the places that it is. Part of the reason that it's affordable is because of the amount of baseball that is played. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's important. I will say this, and I'll try and leave on a note of optimism. 
despite my uh, angst, anger, etc., with the owners in particular and everybody in general that is is causing the situation, my my personal desire for baseball when it returns, whenever that happens, is only increasing. And I, for one, at least at least at the beginning, can't wait to sit down for Sunday night baseball. And I don't care if it's Orioles Mets, you know, <laughs> just to watch two teams play yeah. ball yeah. and do that thing. And 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 I have the strike of 1994. I was 14, 13, in fact, um, and and too young and not interested in baseball enough for that to have had a lingering effect on me. This is the yeah. first time in my life where the absence of something has become a, notable to me from a sporting standpoint, and its return will be uh, will become that much more welcome when it comes, even if everybody at the helm of it is, you know. A dope. Yeah. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. And, and well, think about the 9-11 break mm. when baseball returned. I mean, it wasn't that long of a break, but it was significant. It was palpable. And when that first game took place, the excitement that the baseball presented right there, what it meant, you know, as a country to see the Mets and Yankees match up and, and then go at it that night. I, I think there might be a, a similar feeling at, attached to it once we're able to simply gather in that way again. And uh, and to have baseball certainly be a part of that. So, here, here. Robert, thank you for your time. This, is, uh, this has been a wonderful conversation for me. Appreciate the stories. Appreciate you. Go Cubs. Go Cardinals. Thanks, guys. I'm off the tribe. <laughs> Go Cardinals. <laughs> Good man. That was great. Appreciate Robert Chase for joining us on that. Quick break on the other side. Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports. Let's have some fun next. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Welcome back to Tell New Honors, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. At Gus Tutel at 1029 ESPN at com. All guests join us via the Range Brothers RV phone line. Um, just quickly here, before we get into the chick who doesn't know sports, Jordan Hansen tweeting, uh, confirmation that the Missoula County Health Department sent an email to the Mavs that their tournament is to be shut down. Um, Tournament's been going here the last two days. Missoula's yep. supposed to go through that the weekend. I think there's uh, eight to ten teams in the tournament. And uh, this now, according to Sean Rainey, that the, the that was not as a result of 
COVID cases being found, but as a result of a breach of the numbers of people that were supposed to be there or the proximity thereof. So that's why it was sent. And uh, it sounds like uh, the Mavs are going to try and maybe get their attorneys uh, involved in this uh, for some resolution. So there we go, kind of middle of the... uh, uh, of the tournament ongoing, and now it is no more, at least for the time, suspended, my understanding. I guess that's where we can use. So there we go. Yeah, we'll update you more on this. I'm sure, I mean, we have a lot of loyal listeners that are uh, very invested in the Mavs, and we will hear more about this, certainly. But uh, expect a lot of this on Monday, let's say that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, for right now, though, can we just enjoy ourselves heading into the weekend? It's time to welcome in our dear friend, Carolyn. Boys and girls, it is Friday, and once again, we are happy to be joined by our dear friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports. It is brought to us by the Iron Grizz. Iron Grizz always hooking it up, especially on a Friday. At the end of this segment, just so you're aware, you're going to call us, and we're going to give you gift certificates to the Iron Grizz or a gift certificate for appetizers and wine. No, Carolyn, you are not allowed to win it. Why? I know. This is like, uh, she's only shows up for this because she thinks she's walking with goods to the Iron Grizz. I know that that's I will the go way, uh, give them my hard-earned money. Uh, Carolyn, nice to see you. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. TGIF, am I right? You are, you are so right. Uh, what do you got for us? Man, you came in with a sheet. It's all written up. This mm-hmm. is impressive. Okay. I do. I have You're notes. wearing clothes? I know. This it's is, a miracle. Spectacular. <laughs> I, I, I mean, she usually wears her what? workout clothes. You <laughs> it's know? like, I'm usually dressed here. Don't okay. give the people the wrong impression. Yeah, yeah. Just, they will uh, be you're piling dressed up. in. You look very nice. You're no, wearing thanks. a sweater. I don't know why. It's uh, 100 well, degrees outside. It's well, not it was, a sweater. It's like an afghan. It's a, it's a throw. It's a cardigan, okay. if mm. you will. Question. Yeah. I thought Gronk retired. He did. He did. Why is he playing for Tampa? Because he unretired. I when thought TB twelve went to Tampa. He wanted to follow his boy. Well, I've lost all respect. Did oh, you have a go. lot of respect for for Gronk? You hate the Patriots. <laughs> you what, do you, you like his with, girlfriend? I feel like you would. Who's his girlfriend? Uh, Camille Kostek. She was on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue last year. No, I don't like her. She's like has a reality TV show. She's like right up your alley. She's really funny on Instagram and stuff. Well, I'll I'll follow her on the Insta. I'll follow her on the Gram. That's why I follow her. I I had no idea... anything that you just said so good work on the tmz tip That's well you excellent. know i mean it's <laughs> no i'm not saying it's not good no, I, I agree but i mean there's reality tv stars which they're famous for nothing and then there's actually like sports illustrated swimsuit models are icons i mean i know all the sports you know illustrated all of them. i'll bet you do coulter yes <laughs> it's the beauty of the photography uh-huh okay Fact. we're 25 we're two two minutes in here okay. and we know that coulter no, uh, has it has all the sp- swimsuit models memorized and that carolyn doesn't wear clothes in according to coulter to the show people are gonna start talking yeah. <laughs> um i did not i'm not necessarily saying i was a fan of gronk but i saw him he was on a he did an interview about his brain and his head um, shrinking after he quit football and i was really impressed that he was retiring like to take care of him, his mm-hmm. body and now he's playing for Tampa. And it I, almost seems like it maybe wasn't a whole truth that he was telling earlier. That's how I feel right now. I feel lied to. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know that it's a lie necessarily, but here's what happens if I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. You've been playing football your whole life. You've been beat up and then especially like later in your career really beat up and then you take a year off 
And amazingly, you feel pretty good. Yeah. And then your boy, Tom Brady, goes to a different team where it's not the, you know, militant Bill Belichick. It's the fun-loving, let's make some money, no risk it, no biscuit, Bruce Arians. You're in Florida, not dumpy north northeast, you know, rain and snow Baltimore or Boston. And now, you know, you feel like, hey, let's let's put let's let's do it. Let's get another little fun in the sunshine. I mean he's not even thirty. Great, but I feel bad for his noggin. Yeah, well, well, I mean, you shouldn't just reserve that for Gronkowski. You should reserve that for every person that's ever played football pretty much at any level. True that. All right. Well, you know. I'm, I'm actually just... surprised that more people haven't done what Gronk did, though. When Calvin Johnson and, and uh, Patrick Willis retired, I expected them both to take two years off and then come back, and then neither one has. Yeah, the Patrick Willis one is surprising to me. The Calvin Johnson isn't as much. Um, He's way different than he was ever spun while he was playing. Exactly. Exactly. Like when you know what you know about Calvin Johnson after the fact, you go, okay, now it makes sense. Patrick Mm -hmm. Willis, though, I I, I thought he was coming back. I don't think Gronk would have come back if it wasn't for the Tampa thing, right? Like that's why he's back. If Tom Brady was still in New England or maybe even somewhere else, nah, it was good. So he just wants to hit up Florida with his Sports Illustrated girl and live it up? You know, I don't know. I mean, he he probably wants to play football. Like, look, Anybody that's ever played a sport that no longer plays a sport when they're done, regardless of level, wishes that they could still play. You know what he should have done? Coached some kids. Well, (laughs) I don't know if I'm sending my kids to the Gronk cage camp. (laughs) He's a meathead, but he's pretty harmless. No, he's nice. He's a nice guy. Okay. All right. So speaking of the NFL, the NFL commissioner says he's encouraging teams to sign my boy, Colin. Kaepernick. Yes, he is. They've done a pretty significant about face. Specifically, um... Anthony Lee, I can't Lynn. Read, Lynn from mm-hmm. LA. Well, the Los Angeles Chargers head coach said that they said that he should be he worked should out. Be, yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll see him in Los Angeles next year. Perhaps. I think it would be great. I I also think it would be really funny if he gave everyone the bird and said, "No, too little, too late." Well, <laughs> he very well could do that. I just can't imagine he'd still be good. I, I he hasn't I, played in years. Four, four years, Neither is Gronk, and he got signed. Gronk's been a little one, different, though. Gronk doesn't year. have to read defenses. Gronk just has to be 6'7", 285 pounds, and just stand there, <laughs> oh. catch it. <laughs> Colin's got to roll out and throw the ball and yeah, I don't the know. offense. And I, I, I don't know, but uh, I I would guess that he will get worked out, and if he, if, he, if he so chooses, we'll have probably multiple opportunities to have a look of some sort. But yeah. I have no idea what that will amount to, and I'm, I'm with Coulter. I mean, I think it's... It's an interesting scenario that the football here has become secondary, if not tertiary. But at the end of the day, I think it's a I mean, I have never heard of a quarterback that wasn't in the league for four years returning then to the league at all in any capacity to say nothing of coming back and being good. So but he's very young. Like, I mean, is he? He's 32, I think he's 32. So wow. th- there's no. It's not like he's past his physical prime or something right. like that. So I don't know if we've had, uh, you know, a circumstance, certainly not a circumstance like this, but even where a guy left that early at that position. But I think it would, you know, it's going to be an uphill football battle for Colin Kaepernick. But I think I, the opportunities will be there. I just want him to be signed for the right reasons because he's good and he deserves it. But I don't want him signed to be paraded around as, you know, a political stance. But that's just what sure. it's going to be. That's the whole, that's the problem with signing him. Right. Is that if he's not your starter, then the entire relevance to your team is that he's just a sideshow. Yeah. 
You say this about all the backups. I did not. I've said this about two people, Cam Newton and Colin Kaepernick. Those are the only two people that fit the mold that I'm expressing. <laughs> now, I think that- Chase Daniels is not a sideshow, and he, Mike Lennon is not a sideshow, and, you know, Brett Hudley is not a sideshow. There is no question that there would be, I mean, I wouldn't characterize it as sideshow, but there would be a lot of conversation, questions, media, especially early on. I don't know as much later on. See, I think this is the sort of thing that fades several weeks into the season uh, for both of those guys. But you're absolutely all depends right. On who, it all depends on who they're backing up, right? No. It, yes, it does. If if either of those guys went to Minnesota, it's a disaster. It is a disaster <laughs> because Kirk Cousins sucks, <laughs> and the narrative would be why aren't these guys playing if they weren't playing? The, if they go and back up, if if – if the Chiefs sign Colin Kaepernick, it's a non-story. You're right. I'm not saying there isn't a higher level of what you're talking about, but what I am saying is any starter in the league right. who all of a sudden is just no good, Sure, people are going, well, how long right. with this but, guy? So take the Los Angeles Chargers, for example. Though. Mm-hmm. That would be a horrific situation because you have so many different elements to it. You have Tyrod Taylor, mm-hmm. who has been good but not great, but has made – I mean, he led the Bills to the playoffs once. Yep. Justin he's, Herbert, who's he's, the he's, guy. He's, he's adequate, but he, they're saying he's that Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starter ahead of Herbert. Right. But you have the number six overall pick, who mm-hmm. was a blue-chip guy coming out of Oregon, the guy that you would presumably want to be your quarterback of the future. You throw Kaepernick in it, and now the hierarchy is just going to be weird because you're just going to have this guy that – could be better than both, but probably isn't better than either. But people are going to want him to be better than both. And it's I just think that it's just going to be a weird but situation. Let me ask you this. It, I don't think that L.A. is the ideal circumstance by any stretch. OK, right. but if you are any football coach, you call, you know, you go to your press conference and you go, here is the deal. I know what is going on here. I understand the landscape of the country. I understand the uh, the stories and the media coverage that comes with signing this guy, if it's Colin Kaepernick, with signing this guy anywhere that he goes. I am the football coach. We are going to make football-based decisions, period, end of story. Sure. The depth chart will be built based on capability exclusive to this team and what we're trying to accomplish, and that is it, and that is all, and that is the only thing that I will be making decisions both on who's playing now and who's playing in the future on. And, so, and it's just that simple. That's all you got to do. Okay? Carolyn? Thank you for being here. It's the chick who doesn't know sports. Every single Friday brought to us by our friends at the Iron Grizz. Boys and girls, we got a treat for you. Treat for you right now. Appetizers, wine at the Iron Grizz over there on South Avenue at the University Golf Course. Great spot to sit and eat. They have, they're growing their own food for crying out loud. They got this beautiful garden that they're using in the cooking, everything they put together down there. Great wine and beer selection. And if you call right now, 361-3688, 361-3688. We have wine and appetizers for you to go to the Iron Grizz. Bottle of wine. And apps up to a $30 value. Give us a call right now. And go out there and enjoy yourself. Cajun menu right now. Chef Jesse, he's got all sorts of featured samplings. Sweet tea chicken platter. The etouffee. Both delicious. Excellently done on the pronunciation. By the way, and go, I mean, go play around a golf, right? You go play around a golf, sit down. Twilight. Oh, it's perfect Perfect. out there. The Iron Grizz, uh, one of the really, truly hidden gems in this town. If you haven't been in there, go check it out. You will be very happy that you did. 361-3688. We'll send you the Iron Grizz. We'll wrap up the week right after this. 
Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right. Golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top-of-mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a 1,000 of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they are talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. At the motel, under street lights, in the city palms. Call me what you want when you want if you want. Sometimes you think you're covering one thing and then you find out you're covering something else. It's Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. If you uh, are looking for the show, this one or others, go to the podcast, the Tutel Nuanas podcast, available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate that. It's brought to us by Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. Jordan Hansen of the Missoulian was on hand at Lindborg Craig Field to cover the Mavericks uh, tournament, which is going to be running through the weekend. Uh, they received an email from the uh, county health department uh, that suspended <laughs> it play. An email? That is my understanding. Uh, and then, oh, man. officially, uh, 11 minutes ago, according to Jordan Hansel, the tournament has been canceled uh, because the number of people in attendance and or perhaps the the way in which people were oriented uh, did not fit what was the the outlines according to uh, the health department. So uh, that tournament has been canceled. I find it highly likely that this will be a story on Monday, which <laughs> we will be spending some time discussing, given the fact that our show on Friday is coming to a close. Yeah, I, uh, I think so. Um, yeah, we'll save it for Monday. Yeah, I, th- I think that there, I think there needs to be. Safety is of the of the highest priority. Certainly, there just needs to be better logistical management and a more even playing field. To use a sports metaphor, well, we will, I, won't, I won't give other examples. It just needs to be reeled in a little bit. Well, that's good. You shouldn't give other examples because you got 15 seconds to go, boys and girls. Thanks for being with us. It's been a fun week. Shout out to all of you. Have an enjoyable, safe weekend. We will be back with you on Monday. And guess what? We'll have plenty to talk about. It'll be a great time. We'll see you then. Tito Nuanas, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore. You can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.